A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to our show today and every day, because I'm assuming you listen to them 14 times until the new episode comes out. I mean, that's how I listen to podcasts. Just over and over again till I have it memorized. That's right. And then I can talk along with the hosts <laughs> as if they're song lyrics. Should we release special editions of our podcast where we only include one of our um, audio tracks and then people can record a version where they're co-hosting <laughs> with one of us and they can just sort of like. <laughs> That's a, such a strange idea. Uh, would, do you think more people would want to be you or would want to be me? That's a great question. We might be surprised by the results. Yeah. And I also don't know which one would be more flattering. Me neither. I have no idea. You know, uh, I assume yeah. I just assume more people would want to be you because I know what it's like to be me, and it's uh, <laughs> very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think the best. I think what I would want to do is, if I was editing myself into a podcast, would be to like whichever person laughed more. Mm-hmm. I would want to be the other person, and then I would edit myself in telling really stupid jokes, and then it See, would cut yeah. to them laughing really hard at it. There you go. I think I laugh more. I think. Yeah. I laugh a lot. That might be true. Easy laugher here. Do does do do either of us ever like say like wow you're such a genius? <laughs> no, but I'm going to I'm going to slip it in this episode a few times. <laughs> yeah, should we just like do some one-off recordings of us saying compliments and then people can just edit that? Yeah. We can just do that right now. Okay. Be like that's the biggest one I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you're so pretty and funny. <laughs> I love being your friend. I'm shocked by your expertise and genius at every moment. Wait, that sounded not like a compliment. It sounded like, I'm surprised you're so smart. Yeah, Uh, we should do some underhanded compliments, too. Just be like, wow, I didn't think you could pull that hat off. (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone going to do anything with this audio? Probably not. (laughs) I can't think of an underhanded compliment. I'm trying to, and I can't. <laughs> My body won't let your, me. Your heart is too pure. I know. I think it is. What about like, uh, wow, uh, for someone who looks like you, I am really attracted to you. I love how you just, you don't care at all what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you've I- really made the most of it. <laughs> uh all right i feel like we we haven't we haven't recorded in so long i feel like we have so much i know we have so much to cover and we haven't covered any of it yet i know we haven't (laughs) even started complimenting each other under the guise of it being an exercise for our fans (laughs) this is like completely unplanned thing that happened (laughs) (laughs) well we do have um we do have a correction is it a correction or is it just you go is it just you go it's just i I want you to I think it's just building on on what we've done. I don't I don't want to like retract what 
Yeah. What we had. It's but... another it's another brick in the wall of yes. our of our history. It's adding to the rich tapestry. Of- yeah. <laughs> Weaving a thread through. Um okay, so <laughs> apparently all the articles on the Scots version of Wikipedia, which we were delighting in last time, uh, are all fake and uh, made by one American teenager who cannot speak Scots and has no idea what they're doing. And they are also a self-described INTP brony. Uh, <laughs> INTP being like a Myers-Briggs type. Uh-huh. Um, Introverted, nerdy, thinking person. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, and that just really amuses me. Yeah, it's so funny to me because, like, every single person who notified us of this update prefaced it by saying, hey, bad news. Yeah. And I was like, why is this bad news that everyone got pranked? This is great news. People are saying that it has done damage to the language of Scots, and that's, like, a real thing, but that's not... Like, that's bad news in general, but it's not bad news for me as a podcaster. Like, that's, I just feel like the tone was that people were like, hey, you've been had and now you should feel bad. And it's like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. I'm delighted that we've been had. Um, I also, I'm confused because when I first heard this, I thought it was like a teen having fun, like doing a prank. But now I'm not so sure. And I think... Because, like, people have been kind of ganging up on this teen and, like, bullying them. And I don't think that's cool. Um, Don't do that. And I think, like, maybe his attempts were somewhat in earnest. But I cannot tell. Yeah, because it seems like he was, like, using um, a Scots dictionary that just didn't work or something. I didn't really read that much about it. Because, listen, I'm not changing now. No. (laughs) Um, It just seems like he was just being a teen online. Uh Teens get up yeah. to trouble. We got a classic case of being a teen online. Yeah, <laughs> this is classic. I, I once was, and I've never forgotten what kinds of stuff I did. What did you do as a teen online? <laughs> I mostly did um, IMs with people I went to debate camp with and tried to get them to tell me that they had a crush on me. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely so much of that. Um, one of the worst things I did, me and my brother, we read... Okay, so we <laughs> we were big fans of Tony Millionaire and the comic Mackies, you know, with Drinky uh-huh. Crow. We really liked that when we were teens. Um, and one time we read an interview with him, and we thought the interviewer did a bad job. Um, and we were like, Ugh, he, Tony Millionaire is the best, and this interviewer didn't properly interview him. So we got into my mom's email account and sent an email from her account to the interviewer telling him, you can't interview for shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so- my God. Also, it's like, imagine <laughs> that like, the type of people who have to interview, you know, comics artists, like obscure comics artists. It's like, it's not... The upper echelons of the fucking New I don't York know. Times. Well, I don't know what you're suggesting, Was it, Emily, was it a New York Times person? I, I don't know. How, how could you say that? Um, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, like, how established he was as an interviewer. I do not remember what magazine it was for. I have no idea. It was, a, like, it was a long time ago. I say, I say this as someone who recently interviewed you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you did. <laughs> And I just mean, feel free to cyberbully me <laughs> from your mom's email address <laughs> about uh, how unprofessional I was. No, you were great. Um, 
My favorite part of our, we did like a, a virtual event for Powell's for my new book last week. And my favorite part was when you pointed out that I was apologizing for not having a nicer manicure while I was showing off a page of my book where a man is like biting into his own penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you were like, sorry, my nails are gross. I know. I like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you need to worry about like properly performing femininity right now. Um, <laughs> anyways. Of course, this interviewer like wrote back to my mom and was like, this is so rude. What the hell? And then she was like, I don't know what the hell. I didn't send this email. (laughs) And then she finally like figured out that we hacked her. We we'd got into her account and she was so mad. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, But then I don't know. We didn't get punished or anything. So. She was just like, don't do that. (laughs) We're like, sorry, mom. (laughs) Why didn't you get punished? Uh, our parents were really permissive. We like barely ever got punished. We, I wow. mean, my, my brother did so much crazy shit. I think at that point she was just like, ugh, whatever. Wow. Yeah. What's like the worst trouble you ever got in? I got grounded for one night because I uh, kept forgetting to tell my parents where I was like I would just go out after school and hang out with my friends and they were like, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Just tell us so that we know where you are. Like it's a very simple request and I could not do it. Um, I kept forgetting. Oh, I mean, I also, like I didn't have a cell phone or anything, but it's just like, just pick up like a landline and call, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. And I couldn't do it. So they were like, all right, you're grounded for one night. And I, I cried so hard. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and they felt so bad that after that, I, I was never grounded again. <laughs> I can't believe you came out the way you did. You're such a rule follower. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had no rules. That's so it's so weird. I know. It really it really goes to show that parenting, there's just there's just no rhyme or reason to what happens. I know. I think you're just kind of born like a certain kind of person and then parenting can kind of write the ship or send it off course but like you know i was always like yeah i mean it has an effect it's just hard to predict (laughs) yeah no i was like definitely born like a well-behaved kid for the most part wow yeah i think part of that is like the way different you know like different bodies experience adrenaline in different ways yeah where it's like I think you are very, is this real science? I've talked about this on the show and it's my theory for how people act, but I, it might be fake, but that like some people are more sensitive to adrenaline and like, it doesn't take that much for people to experience like extreme adrenaline. And so like some people who are bigger risk takers, like they're, they need a lot more like danger and excitement in order to experience the same amount of adrenaline. Whereas like people like you and me, where it's just sort of like, I don't need to go on like a big scary roller coaster. <laughs> like it's not enjoyable. It's too much, you yeah. know, too sensitive to it. Whereas like I know people for whom that's like nothing. I had a panic attack driving on the freeway <laughs> last week. Oh and I, no. And I had a spike of adrenaline and I had to pull off the freeway and take surface streets the rest of the way. Wow. Um, yeah, I we went on a trip actually to Idlewild and it was the first time we'd like gone out of town since March. Um so that was part of the reason I was like kind of anxious. You were already on edge. I was, um, uh, but it was fine. I took the freeway the whole way back. I got over it. But like, uh, yeah, it was cool. We stayed at a vacation rental. I was really nervous the whole time about COVID. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that too. I really need to get out of the house. Like, I haven't been inside another building other than my house since 
March. Yeah. I think um, it's it's good if you can if you can do it and not feel too I mean it's like it'll I think you you will feel anxious doing it and uncomfortable but maybe that's kind of good like if you can do it safely just to get yeah. out of your you know it's not good to just stay in one place for so long. No, I got to do something. Yeah, I get like agoraphobic if I don't go places for too long. So, I think this was good for me. Um I did get one cool thing that I recommend. I, I I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna endorse horse this. Oh my god! Baby geniuses endorse letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. I got a pea style. Which, uh, way back when we had Eleanor Davis on our show and she recommended this, but it's like a thing that allows you to pee while standing up. And I got it so that I wouldn't have to use like gas station restrooms on the way. And, uh, it's great. Like I (laughs) I peed in public parks, like behind trees and it just made it very easy to pee. I would like you to give me a map of the places that you used the bathroom on the way to Idlewild in case I go there. Okay. I mean, I really just like we pulled off the freeway somewhere in Chino and like we just found a park like on the map and drove to it. And I just went behind a tree. And like as we went along, I got increasingly bold about where I used it. (laughs) Like I just because like people really can't tell unless they're really, really looking at you like because you're fully dressed and you're standing. Um, Yeah. And I just and you also read as like a cisgender woman. I do. and So people would just not expect you to be peeing standing up. Yes. I'm very privileged in that way where like people are already not questioning my existing places. Um, Yeah. But I I did find it very empowering. I want one. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm probably going to get one. Um, I also have an endorse horse. This is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I finally watched Black is King. What's that? The Beyonce film. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's on Disney Plus. Don't wait any longer. Okay. Watch it. Okay. I want to see that. I like it's everything. It's really good. I like everything she does. Except when you she like it. when she goes on yachts with Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that. She very doesn't much. she doesn't do that in this. There are no okay, white good. people in it. <laughs> okay, good. The only white people in Black is King that I can tell are um the voices of Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner in archival audio from The Lion King. Oh, because weird. it's it, the the you know, the tangential link to Disney is that it's like sort of based on the concept album she made about the lion king Uh uh-huh and so the story of the film to the extent that there is it's like a very abstract narrative but the narrative is sort of based on the lion king but then and they use like little audio clips from the lion king throughout but right anyway (laughs) cool anyway it's great I uh I read a book you endorsed a few weeks ago. I read uh, such oh, a yeah. such a fun age. Um, what do you think? I loved it. It was so great. It's so good. The whole time I was like, this is definitely going to be adapted to film, right? And and it is. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, Lena Waithe is a- adapting it. I think. Oh, awesome! Yeah. It's yeah. It's really it's really good. It's really funny. I highly recommend. Oh, I have another endorse horse. Uh, do it. Okay, I'll do it. Um. I just read another book, uh, Luster by Raven Leilani, and 
I think it's my favorite book I've read this year so far. Whoa. Uh, okay, yeah. that's I'm I'm writing it down because I need a new book to read. I think you'll love it. It's about uh, a black woman in her 20s who is horny and slutty and messy and has IBS and um <laughs> like so just for starters like that lured yeah. me in and then it's just constantly like surprising and so closely observed and well-written and funny and sexy and weird and I loved it. That sounds great. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, what else has been going on? We haven't spoken in like three weeks. It just feels like a lot. I know. A lot has happened. A lot. In the uh, world, in our lives. The Both of the conventions happened. I know. I watched like a couple seconds of the RNC convention and it was like watching animatronic like humans. It was so strange. I hated it. It was so strange. I watched a little bit of um, the part where... Trump was like swearing in immigrants mm-hmm. and he was like giving their bios and he was like, she has three children, uh, you know, they're her pride and joy, the the apples of her life. <laughs> the apples <laughs> of her life. So funny. That's, the apples of her life. <laughs> that's not that's not the. Oh, God. He's just. Uh, I just can't. I I can't. I'm so it's stressed. Awful. I'm so stressed out by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's all very stressful. Um, Peter had a birthday. Happy birthday, Peter! And I got him a pinata. Uh, <laughs> that he just ripped into. <laughs> Which sh- it just had like a pull string on the bottom that you're supposed to pull open. <laughs> what shape um, was the pinata? What was it? It was like a rocket ship. <laughs> I also. Had someone make him a custom Columbo cake. That's right, you did. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love how much you love Columbo. Yeah, I do love Columbo. It's really good. Um, I recommend everyone. It's on Peacock now, and Peacock is free. Oh. So everyone can watch it. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. And every time I watch Columbo on Peacock, they're like, wow, I can't believe it. We're bringing you this with only one ad. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you couldn't sell a shitload of ads on Columbo? I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, we got a good uh, listener email uh, about celebrity crushes just from someone mm. saying, my husband is super tolerant of my celebrity crushes. And after wheedling him for years to tell me who he likes, I finally got an answer and I am thrilled. Alice and Janney. <laughs> That's such a good answer. That is such a good answer. Yeah. Find you a man who likes Alice and Janney. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, what else? What else I, is going on? Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't know where to put this, but I I just every once in a while I'm reminded of um who Army Hammer's grandfather is. And his deal, yeah. and I'm I'm always freshly surprised. <laughs> Is his his grandfather's the guy from Arm and Hammer, right? Well, he 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 served on the board of directors, um, but the Arm and Hammer company brand name did not originate with Arm and Hammer. His name is Arm and Hammer. Um, it was in use 31 years before he was born. He was just spurred to buy shares in the company as a result of being asked about the brand being so close to his name. 
that's what? The, that's the weird the weirdest thing to me is that he was just he was like oh okay yeah i'll buy shares in this company that has the same name as as me i did not know this he just happened to be named armand hammer <laughs> <laughs> that's so wild yeah i just what? like i just like every once in a while i remember this and i'm freshly delighted wow thank yeah. you for sharing that you're welcome. I thought I thought, you know, you're you're the one person I really wanted to tell. <laughs> um I I forgot I have another endorse horse. Let's do it. Um I've been using this app called Focusmate. Ooh. Oh, is that the it's, one where you you're paired with someone? Yes. Because like, last time last time you talked about this, you had not used it, but you were I hadn't used it. Yeah. I've used it since then and it's awesome. It's a website where you sign up for like a 50, like five zero minute session um, to do work. And it pairs you with someone else who also needs to do work at that same time. And you're on a video chat with them. And at the very beginning, you just say what you're working on. And then you minimize the window off to the side and you mute yourself and you can see them working and they can see you working. And at the and you just work. And then at the end of the 50 minutes, you just tell each other how you did. But it's so it's kind of like sitting at a coffee shop with someone doing work at the same time but it just adds that like accountability and also like you can plan ahead like you can schedule it for like another day when it feels like less of a commitment and then but if you want to cancel you have to like send a message to the person you're canceling on wow and it's just like a random person you're not allowed to like network or chat or anything like that and i've used it like three or four times and it's like every single time i've been like laser focused the entire time i've done it what do the other people look like? <laughs> um, the first person I did it with was um, just like a like a grad student woman who kind of like told me how it works, even though I watched the video. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I feel weird describing people. They're all sort of like in their like thirties. It seemed like everyone that I worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, and they appear to be in like various different countries. Like I did it with a guy in Brazil, I guess. And, um, like, yeah, I don't know. Why sort of seem my first thought whenever you describe this is like, how do I sabotage this? How do I like be really distracting? Or I just like, just burp and (laughs) fart the whole time. (laughs) Or like, just, (laughs) I muted myself. So it wasn't an issue, but, or just like, (laughs) just start like (laughs) dancing. I don't know. I should try it. Um, I like it's one of those things that I had like recommended to people but hadn't tried myself. And then once I tried it, I was like, oh, this is so great. This sounds like it would be really helpful. It's super helpful. Maybe I'll try this. We also need to have like a work date at some point. I've been I've had like back to back Zoom meetings the last couple of weeks, which is the worst when you just uh, I hate this. Like I'll have like back to back Zoom meetings from like. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And like, I'll only I'll have like maybe 25 minute breaks in between them. And it's like, what am I going to do for 25 minutes? Like, I'm going to I'm going to stare at the Internet like I because I need like two hours to fi- hyper focus on something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's and when you're already like doing a bunch of other work. I feel like I'm like, well, that's my work for the day. Yeah. But uh. I'm I'm at a point now where I don't have any deadlines on the work I'm doing, which is really rough. So, um, I mean, it's good, but also it's like l- l- makes it less likely that I'm going to get shit done. Uh, yeah, it's a d- double edged. Yeah, I I'm jealous because I have looming deadlines that feel 
sort of unachievable to me because there's just yeah. so much there's to so much to do which is in- insane uh yeah it's like it's weird to be working right now it feels like the the blur between my work and my home life is just yeah, there's just no deviation yeah uh oh well anyway should we do chunch chat yeah it's time for chunch chat a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of martha stewart's pony ben chunch chunch when the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. And chunch. I have no new chunch news today, uh, and no new Martha news, but in the celebrity horse news, uh, this is just really sweet. Selma Blair posted about getting back on her horse. She hasn't been able to ride for quite a while because she has MS, um, and she just looks so happy. She's on her... She's on her beautiful white horse. I think she rides in like Shadow Hills or something. Um, and she actually like was able to jump him. And I don't know. It just it made That's me really re- nice. it made me really emotional. Like it just like makes her so happy. And um, she's just been having such a a rough time. Like so that makes me yeah. It's nice to see something some good news. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Yay horses. <laughs> Does that conclude chun chat? Yeah. That chun 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 chat. <laughs> we'll be we'll be right back with one on fun. Oh no. One on fun. Lisa. Mm-hmm. If you could only eat food that started with one letter of the alphabet, what letter of the alphabet would it be? Ah, um. Um, ah, That's impossible. No, it's not. I was going to say R because I eat a lot of rice. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I guess I could eat some rinds if I'm getting scurvy. Yeah, or just like red potatoes. Yeah, red, red beets. Here, I found a loophole. I can just anything <laughs> that starts with red. Uh, red mangoes. Red red, red oranges. Right. R- ra- rainbow chard. Uh. Uh. What are ribs? I can eat ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Rot ramen. Uh huh. I think R is like doing me good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think R. I mean, if you had gone P, you could have done pilaf for rice, <laughs> and then you would still eat. have potatoes and pizza and pasta and pickles and. <laughs> you can only eat rice in pilaf form. <laughs> yeah. Which, let's be honest, what is pilaf? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I think it's just rice. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking it up. What is pilaf? <laughs> what is pilaf? I'm trying to think of Italian dishes that start with R now. I mean, I can eat uh, ravioli. Um, yeah. Um, pilaf is just like rice cooked in stock or broth. Okay. This is tough, you know. I mean, I also eat like a lot of eggs, so I don't know. I can fold that into my R, but 
This yeah. is, you know, this is hypothetical. I don't need to get so stressed out about yeah, it. You don't need to. You don't need to worry. It's not going to be enforced. My adrenaline is pumping. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I, always, I always take these questions so seriously. This is kind of like I how, how I play video games where I take them very seriously and I, I get like really upset. And Adam's like, it's not real. We were playing like Microsoft Flight Simulator and I got like uh-huh. really upset because I kept it's really hard and like uh, it's a fun game, but it's also like too realistic. So you start yeah. you start to feel a bit bad if things are going awry. You're like, oh, no, I'm crashing this be- jumbo jet. So many games, too, are especially now designed to, like, tap into our most intense sort of impulses to yeah. get you to keep playing. Yeah. It- There's this one feature in Words with Friends that's, like, daily wordplay where it's, like, beat all these four games or something where, like, you have four moves in order to get to 262 points, which is really, really hard. You yeah. You have to get, like... At least one move that's like, like the average is like 70 points per move or something in order to get there in four moves. But you can get extra moves if you opt into like data sharing and then watch a video. It's it's just a trick to try and get you to fucking opt into their like data mining bullshit. I hate that. And I was like... And so I was like, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to cheat. I like used an online cheat in order to like get the highest possible moves. I like looked up what the most because I was like, I want to know what happens if I do beat this, but I'm not going to opt into the thing. And so I like. I finally, after many days, like some days it wasn't even possible, like I would do the highest possible scoring moves every single board and still not get to 262 and then one day i finally did it and the prize was just like seven coins uh-huh which buys you one power up in a in a game it was like so not worth it to actually beat the board anyway this is just a psa like if you're doing that like it's not worth it to do what you need to do to win those games this is reminding me of when i spent 25 dollars on kim kardashian hollywood <laughs> and then I I finally admitted it to Adam with shame and then he gently took my phone and deleted the app while I cried <laughs> but it's because it was ruining my life and I needed someone to like intervene to intervene yeah I needed help it had gotten to a bad state uh, okay Lisa you have not asked me a question yet I mean, you were talking I I <laughs> I'm not saying like it's overdue. I'm just letting you know that like I haven't forgotten. Well, I have one in the can. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, okay, all right. You know your vegetable garden. You can yeah. only grow one thing in it from now on. What are you gonna grow? Oh, um, have I asked you this before? I don't think I have. I don't think you have. Probably kale because I can do that year round, and it's the one thing that's actually like working. <laughs> Wow. I used to eat so much kale and now I don't at all because I finally took like a food sensitivity like blood test and kale like inflames me and I had no idea. Really? Yeah. And I oh. stopped stopped eating it and then I felt a lot better. I should take one of those tests. For yeah, me, it's, it's called like a, main... I think it's called an MST test. There's a couple different tests and some of them are good and some like aren't so good. Uh, and I think the MST one is the I might be saying that wrong. Okay. Uh, I mean, the main reason why I started growing kale is because I didn't like buying it from the store and then having it go bad in my fridge. Yeah, it does and go so, bad. And so I don't even eat it that often, but I just, I have it growing and yeah. 
I don't, I think I made up MST. I think that's not what it's called. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll send me a link later. I'll figure it out and then I'll correct myself on the next episode. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it helped me out quite a bit. <laughs> um, does that conclude one on fun? <laughs> yes. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Baby Geniuses is supported in part by Wishes Tea Company, a queer-owned, dog-loving, tea-drinking, pop-and-pop micro-business. Their Leaf and Leash Tea lines features teas for humans inspired by dogs and dog breeds. For example, Labrador Retriever Herbal Energizer is a lemony fresh tea that can put a spring in your step without caffeine, because we all know labs need no caffeine to be full of energy. And to be clear, this is tea for humans, not for dogs, but it is inspired by dogs. And yeah, who doesn't who, who doesn't love both dogs and tea? So let's combine yeah. those things. It's about creating the perfect hybrid lifestyle for you. That's right. And you can even commission a silhouette piece of art based on a dog in your life to put on a label and get a custom tea blend based on a dog. Yes, it's a great gift for dog lovers. We we got some for art for based on our dogs. Um we got Annie's chai elixir and Alan's oolong, the Alan oolong. It was a Karen Terrier emerald oolong, and it had a label with a, a a silhouette of Alan, and it one of Alan's classic quotes: "Take me to hot dog." <laughs> um, and it was really tasty. It was like a nice uh, oolong tea with also some like hints of rhubarb. It was Ooh. a nice little like afternoon pick me up. I've been super super. Uh, kind of drowsy and out of it with like the fires and the air quality has been really bad and it's just get, making me really foggy headed. Yeah. If I have coffee in the afternoon, it just keeps me up at night. But having like a nice cup of tea in the afternoon was just like the perfect way to sort of keep my day going. And also then to think about my perfect little puppy, Alan. Yeah, I've switched to tea from coffee and I'm feeling much better. And $1 from each pouch sold goes to support Old Dogs Haven, a shelter for older dogs in Washington State. Whether you like tea, like dogs, or both, give Wishes Tea a try. Go to wishestea.com and use code GENIUSES for free shipping on any purchase of $60 or more. Enjoy tea, support small businesses, and do good in the world all at once. Yes, Wishes Tea. Don't give the tea to your dog. (laughs) They didn't tell us to say that, but that's just a little piece of my expert advice. (laughs) Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Hi, this is Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Dr. Game Show. Dr. Game Show is a band of geniuses or nerds or brilliant artists or kids or some combination of all of those who get together to make a show like no other that's family-friendly. It's an interactive call-in game show podcast. When I found Dr. Game Show, I found joy. I told my friends and family that if they weren't listening, they were wasting joy. I sent them the episodes that made me laugh until I cried, played it for them in the car. They laughed too, laughed their butts off, but they still don't listen on their own, so they're wasting joy, and I keep looking for someone to understand me. Maybe it's you. Give Dr. Game Show a listen and find joy. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Who sent us this week's Wikipedia page, Lisa? Sarah Yakawanis. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, this and is- it is the 
Wikipedia page for, sorry. <laughs> Go level. ahead. Well, no, okay. All right. I'll say it. <laughs> sorry. Uh, this week. Spit it out, bitch. This week's. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's another clip of me you can use to edit into you saying something. <laughs> All right. Um, this week's Wikipedia is the Wikipedia page for Alvin Shipwreck Kelly. Uh, Aloysius Anthony Kelly. That's quite a name. Popularly known Aloysius, as. Aloysius, Al- I think. Oh, Aloysius. That's how you spell that. Aloysius. I think so, yeah. What a great name. Why why has that name gone out of style? (laughs) I don't know. Was there an evil one that we don't, we aren't remembering right now? (laughs) Aloysius, um, popularly known (laughs) as Alvin Shipwreck Kelly, born May 11th, 1893, although some accounts say 1885, uh, died October 11th, 1952, was a pole sitter who achieved fame in the 1920s and 1930s, sitting for days at a time on elevated perches throughout the United States. And he was a man, not a parrot. <laughs> yeah, why is his nickname um, something to do with shipwrecks instead of being a bird? It's I very interesting. We'll okay. find out. But first, we should clarify, pole sitting is the practice of sitting on top of a pole, such as a flagpole for extended lengths of time. <laughs> it's like a, an endurance test of sorts. It's what a we- what a weird thing we've decided to do. Kelly was born in Manhattan's Hell's Kitchen neighborhood. His mother died during childbirth and his father died before he was born. He ran away and went to sea at the age of 13 and changed his name to Alvin. In his early years, he worked as a steelworker, steeplejack, high diver, boxer, and movie double. He was also a licensed pilot who performed aerial stunts. So he's like a person who's like needs a shitload of adrenaline. This is what I'm thinking. He's a high guy. He likes to be he's high. A high guy. Yeah. <laughs> he served as an again, why is his nickname not about being a bird? Okay. <laughs> he served as an ensign in the US Naval Auxiliary Reserve during World War One, serving from May nineteen eighteen to September nineteen twenty one. During the war he served on the USS Edgar F. Luckenbach. Ah, the Luckenbach. Uh mm-hmm. His career, according to one account, Kelly climbed his first pole at the age of seven, and at nine, he performed a human fly trick, climbing up the side of a building. He is credited with popularizing the pole-sitting fad. (laughs) It was a fad after sitting atop a flagpole in 1924, either in response to a dare from a friend or as a publicity stunt to draw customers to a Philadelphia department store. In January of that year, he sat on a pole for 13 hours and 13 minutes to publicize a movie. Huh. The 20s were wild. Movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, it's just so funny that they had to advertise movies because what else were people doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in 1926, Kelly set a record by sitting atop a flagpole in St. Louis, Missouri for seven days and one hour. In June 1927, he planned to beat that record by sitting for eight days in Newark, New Jersey. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you, do, do you, I'm sorry. Do you, is he just shitting? Is he just sitting up there shitting? Yeah. What about the pee-poos? I need to know what, (laughs) what's happening. Do you just hold it in for that long? Do you eat? Are you eating? Does he, does he have one backpack full of food and another backpack that he, pees and poos into and is then he, drops it maybe he's wearing a diaper that's a that's a lot of diaper <laughs> that's a lot for one diaper i don't know uh, i need details yeah he would end up sitting atop the newark pole for 12 days and on a pole in baltimore's carlin's park for 23 days in 1929 in 23 days 
how? He's definitely getting like that's are a month. Just counting. Does he go come down to go to sleep, and then he just s- gets back up? I think he's sleeping on the pole. That's crazy. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, th- should we have looked this up beforehand? Maybe. <laughs> I'm g- just gonna Google do flag pole <laughs> sitters. <laughs> sleep on the ground it reminds me of those birds that can uh sleep while flying the the swift they're swift birds and they have a unihemispheric sleep have i talked about this before i've it blew my mind when i found this out i don't know if you have um they kind of sleep with like one eye open uh and like their brain is just like running in a special mode oh wait he would sleep up there okay yeah, he would. He didn't get off that pole. That's so crazy. Okay. Um, so in nineteen thirty he set a world record by sitting on a flagpole on top of the steel pier in Atlantic City, two hundred and twenty five feet high for forty nine days and one hour. Why the one hour? Just like one extra hour. He was just making sure while someone checked what time he had gotten on the pole the on the first day to make sure he had made it the full forty nine days. I want to see, like, is he doing special stretches up there? Like, what? How often is he changing his position? Yeah. Everything. I want to know everything. Uh, at the height of his fame as a Latter-day Stylite, excuse me, what is that? Uh, oh, it's a type of Christian ascetic who lives on pillars, preaching, fasting, and praying. Okay, well, that answers some questions, I guess. Um, yeah. He toured 28 cities, charging admission to people who wanted to stand on roofs to see his performance stunts. He also earned an income from endorsements, personal appearances, and books about his life. He called himself the luckiest fool in the world. He once calculated that over two decades, he spent 20,613 hours sitting on flagpoles, of which 210 were in sub-freezing weather and 1,400 hours in the rain. In one, in, God. In one 1927 stunt, he climbed on a pole on a speeding biplane sitting on a 12-inch, 30-centimeter iron crossbar as the plane flew 500 feet high. The New York Times reported that he didn't get around to hanging by one hand as he promised he would. <laughs> wow. That's so wild. Oh, this, part, this next part is answering a few questions. Okay, yeah. While pole sitting, Kelly was said to have subsisted mainly on coffee and cigarettes. Ugh. He, ugh. He learned how to nap while sitting upright and never was secured by more than a simple leg strap. He once claimed that he doesn't take as many chances as a window cleaner. Journalist Jay Mater wrote that the newspapers were regularly full of pictures of shipwreck Kelly, matter-of-factly brushing his teeth and shaving his face hundreds of feet in the air. He said that he was able to sleep while pole sitting by putting his thumbs in holes in the pole shafts. If he swayed, the pain in his thumbs would force him to right himself without waking him up. I wish that doesn't I, explain the bathroom stuff. I know. And he's brushing his teeth up there. Like, I just, wow. I wish I had even like a, like a 0.001% of this man's tolerance for discomfort. I know. <laughs> also, it's like, man, I would not, I would not be brushing my teeth up there. No, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> why would, why would you bother with that? No one's, no one's kissing you up there. I guess for your own Dental hygiene, ugh, whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, fine. <laughs> As my teeth rot in my skull. Um, yeah. 
His career began to decline after the Wall Street crash of 1929. And in 1934, he was working as a gigolo at a Broadway dance hall. Rosalind, then a dime a dance hall. So people would pay him a dime to dance with him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, By then, oh no, sorry. uh, Journalist H. Allen Smith found him wearing a tailcoat and silk hat sitting on a plush divan. By then, Kelly said 17 people were claiming to be him because few people knew what he looked like. In the 1930s, there was less tolerance for such stunts, and police took a dim view of the disruption it caused. In 1935, he attempted to break his Atlantic City record by sitting on a pole in the Bronx, but was aloft for less than a day before he was arrested as a public nuisance. He only climbed down from the pole after police threatened to cut it down. Oh my gosh. Jeez. One of his last major public appearances was on October 13, 1939. Kelly celebrated National Donut Dunking Week. <laughs> <laughs> by sitting on a pole <laughs> atop the Channon building. You know, it's so hard to find new ways to celebrate National Donut Dunking Week. <laughs> by sitting on a pole atop the Channon building on East 42nd Street in Manhattan and eating 13 donuts dunked into a coffee cup and fed to him while he stood on his head. <laughs> That's great. What? <laughs> but then, but by then, that kind of work had pretty much dried up. Uh, he served in the United States Merchant Marine during World War II. Wow, his talents were were not yeah desired. Uh, accounts vary as to how Kelly acquired his nickname. He claimed to have survived during his lifetime five shipwrecks, two airplane, and three automobile accidents, and one train wreck, all without injury. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot of wrecks. Um, his wife told reporters that he was a survivor of the sinking of the RMS Titanic. Uh, however, there were only three Titanic survivors named Kelly, and all of them were women, and there's no reason (laughs) to believe that he ever came near the Titanic. Uh, he's also said to have gained the nickname as a boxer because he was so often adrift in the ring that the handle became inevitable. Interesting. Huh. So, this guy might be full of shit. Yeah, he He might have never been in a single shipwreck. (laughs) He was described in a 1939 article as a stocky, blue-eyed, battered little Irishman with sparse red hair. I guess that's what I imagined. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kelly's last flagpole sitting appearance was at an Orange, Texas event sponsored by the Lions Club on October 4th, 1952, one week before his death. Two heart attacks forced him to come down from the 65-foot pole, and the club refused to let him go back up. He had two heart attacks before he came down. He retired as a result of the heart attack, saying, this is it. I'm through. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. (laughs) Personal life. Kelly married an elevator operator, Francis Vivian Steele of Dallas, Texas, whom he met while pole sitting. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, so I noticed you're in the business of going up and down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, they had a son, Alvin Kieran Kelly, who became a laborer for the Clyde Beatty Circus. In June 1973, the son was killed at the age of 45 by an elephant during a performance in Tenafly, wow. New Jersey. A female Asiatic elephant lifted him in the air and then put him down and stepped on his chest, crushing him to death before a horrified crowd. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, don't. why is this in the page? He was dead by the time this happened. This I had don't... no effect on him. Eh, I mean, it's, it's just a tidbit, I guess. It's it's not uninteresting, but it is really yeah. sad. Why point out that the elephant was female? And Asiatic. Mm? <laughs> yeah. 
uh, death. At the time of his death in October 1952, Kelly had become a, quote, grizzled old man, penniless and all but forgotten. He was by then a widower who had been on home relief for six months, and his son was in the U.S. Army overseas. He had been suffering from an asthmatic heart and hardening of the arteries. I just I wonder if, like, the pole sitting contributed to this. Like, you know, I mean, it, maybe he yeah. should have been pole standing more. <laughs> or just maybe not drinking so much <laughs> coffee and smoking so many cigarettes as, yeah. instead of eating food and sleeping in a bed. Yeah, all of this sounds very unhealthy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel... Uh, I feel better about my life choices of not pole sitting. I was feeling a little yeah. bad towards the beginning of the article of not being able to do this. And now I feel better. <laughs> and now I feel okay about it. Yeah. I feel vilified. Um, Kelly died on October 11th, 1952 when he was struck by a car while walking on Manhattan's West 51st street. Wow. I thought he died of a heart attack. He was just hit by a car. He um, had two heart attacks. And then a week later got hit by a car. Like the, if you were betting on what was going to kill this guy, if you had bet on car crash at this point, you probably would have made so much money. This is unbelievable. Um, it was near the rooming house where he lived and not far from his birthplace. For a time, his body was unclaimed at the morgue, but he was buried at Long oh. Island National Cemetery in Farmingdale, New York. Uh, wow. Belongings wow. found in Kelly's room included a duffel bag still packed with ropes and flagpole sitting gear quote, in case any fresh jobs came along. At the time of Kelly's death, a scrapbook of his exploits was under his arm. He had titled the scrapbook, The Luckiest Fool on Earth. Was he still married when he died? He was widowed. Oh. His wife had died, but it doesn't say how. I know. Her death wasn't in a bizarre, tragic way, so the page doesn't mention it. She wasn't, like, trampled by an elephant or anything like that, I guess. Right, or hit by a car. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Does that conclude Wiki of the Week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He lived to be 59. So, so not, you know, not and too bad. he was bad. flagpole sitting basically up until the end. He had retired a week before he died. Yeah. So not, not bad, all in all, all told. Oh. Yeah. I think that's Not the life I want for myself. No. But not the worst life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like trying to look on the bright side. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I don't really know what to make of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no conclusions right. drawn. <laughs> it's time now for what did I learn? What did I learn? Lisa, uh, what did you learn today? Um, <laughs> I learned. I just. You need to just. You you can't just live on coffee and cigarettes and sit on one pole. For 60 days you need to get out there you gotta you gotta yeah, eat some real food was, but then he died by a car crash <laughs> I know. if he had been up on a pole he would have been safe that's true <laughs> um i guess i didn't learn anything <laughs> i don't know i learned that lisa like never got in trouble and never got punished <laughs> excuse me i was grounded for one night <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, that's our uh, show. Uh, I I, sh I feel like I should do some butt pics. You know, it's been a oh, really, yeah. it's been do a some really, butt pics. It's been a long time. Uh, I've been doing them less often, but you know, I'm not phasing them out completely. I, we still get some butts, and I want to pay them respects. Uh oh, this person sent in a butt pic uh ages ago when they first started hormone replacement therapy, and now they've been on the moans for a couple years, and my ass is popping. Uh, this is a great butt. Very it's cute marbled underwear. Love it. 
another person sent in a butt pic. They're wearing underwear with jaws on it. And it kind of look like looks like a shark is trying to eat their asshole. And I really, <laughs> I dig it. There's also a tear inside the shark's mouth. So that's contributing to this uh, sort of uh, trompe sort of effect. Um, <laughs> here's someone posting a picture of their mosquito tortured butt. They went camping. Uh, they forgot to put on bug spray. The results are in. The, oh. Those bugs love them butt cheeks. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to talk about my mosquito pants that I got. It's not too late, Emily. I got want- mosquito pants. They're like mesh pants that are see-through, you, but they're for mosquitoes. They make sent- me feel very glamorous. You sent me a pic, and they they look so crazy, and they also they look very kind of fashiony. They almost look like something like Adam Selman would have designed. But then Thank they're all you. yeah. They're, they're also mosquito pants. Um, it's all about how to style them. Do you wear s- stuff underneath? Do you just wear underwear underneath? It depends. I've been wearing shorts underneath, I guess, but like I, I only wear them to like go out in the yard at night, which I don't do that that often. Can your neighbors see you in your yard, or is it kind of is it private? I don't think they can, but I don't know what I what I would do if they did see me. I don't know. I would I don't just think they can. I'd be so thrilled if I looked over and a neighbor was wearing pants like this. <laughs> It'd be very exciting. Uh, onwards to more butt pics. Uh, here's someone who took a pick of their butt uh sort of behind themselves i don't know how to describe this i'm sorry there's not a lot of <laughs> they're not wearing underwear or anything so it's just a butt uh it's great um here's someone what is this underwear says i think it just says fuck you all over it it's hard to say uh this is wild great butt. here's a freshly showered butt this is a nice crack really like it <laughs> Someone posted a pick of their butt in red shorts. Very hot. Here's a butt after a rollerblading accident. Oof, that looks rough. That's making me a little scared of roller skating, but I'm relying on my butt for padding there. Uh, and that's all the butts I've got. Great butts, everybody. Thank you for sending us your butts. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can send um, us more butt pics. You can send us wiki links. You can send us any any old thing you want, really, at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. We don't yes. usually respond, but we do read all your stories. One person sent like a really long email that was just like a great story. Uh, I liked it. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate every email we get. Um, and you can uh, please rate us five stars. Why not? We haven't asked for that in a while. I know. Do it on iTunes. Do yeah. people still look at podcasts on iTunes? They do, I bet. Yeah. Rate you, us wherever you can. Wherever. Rate us on WebMD <laughs> as do- as your doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any problem with doing that. <laughs> uh, thanks to our producer, Rob Perra. Thanks for our music, Nate Heller. Hey, Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false quiz for me? Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. 
finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can go fact yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo! Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.